0: Welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor.
1: And Michael, we're back. Yeah. We're back on our new schedule. And you know, I gotta say I like it.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good fit. I think uh, in order to keep this going and keep our sanity. <laughs> okay, well in order to keep this going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the sanity. Uh, when did you think we had sanity? Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Listen.
1: <laughs> Why did we start this episode lying to our <laughs> listeners? <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean that's every episode. I can't. I can't <laughs> apologize right, for all that. All right, all right, come all on. Right, come
1: <laughs> on. Uh, so what are we talking about this time?
0: Yeah. So to, this week's going to start a little heavy. Um, and uh, just, we're not always great at content warnings on here, yeah. in part because we're always discussing horrible and heavy yeah. And I, dark I, shit. Yeah, I kind
1: of feel like if you listen to Shitty Christians, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit of a content warning. I, that said, I would like to be better. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> and like I, I want to specifically do this uh, because it's not just our usual evangelical shenanigans. We're going to be talking about some some cop shit. The pigs have been yes. at it again, and uh, and so I just want to put a little little warning heads up. We're going to be discussing police violence. Uh, But the reason we are discussing it is because uh, the cops murdered somebody uh, this week. And not only did they do that, they did that in our neighborhood. And so I wanted to take that opportunity not just to, um, you know, highlight That this happened because Mm -hmm. so often these things get swept under the radar and in part that is part of what we're going to be discussing in this yeah uh and not just because uh it happened so close to us to the point where i was walking my dog that morning and saw what at the time i thought was a construction stoppage you know because they're doing construction in that area and later learned was police tape around the police murder that they did uh but because it became sort of instructive to me as i was trying to seek out information Uh, The ways in which these narratives get shaped and changed and Mm -hmm. uh, formed by our uh, news media companies in order to uh, not just obfuscate the responsibility of police, but to make the whole thing seem open and shut to the Mm -hmm. point that even uh, leftist projects in the area and and people that are very concerned with police violence haven't picked this particular story up. And I think it's worth talking about how and why that happens. So. Every time I – this is obviously more your beat than even mine. But every time I, like, peer
1: into that vault, it's like there's the one murder that people notice. Mm -hmm. And then there are 700 others that just – washed away
0: yeah and i and to be clear i'm not even necessarily criticizing people or organizations of i course, think we all of live course. in the exhaustion of yeah. just
1: no, that that's about how many murders there yeah, are yeah. not about the failure of the people that are trying yes
0: absolutely 100 <laughs> like, percent. but i because this one is on our block uh yeah literally let's dig in um so this was last week on the 20th uh yep. police responded to a call at 5 50 in the morning um and what they initially said was a mental health call. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has later been revised in the reporting around it without any sort of correction notation mm. uh, to calls of domestic violence. But I, because that initial report came from the police, I fully believe they were being honest when they said, said it the first time. Yeah, of course. That, uh, there was some sort of incident happening in an apartment. Uh, police arrived on the scene, heard a scuffle inside, busted through the door saw a man holding what at the time was reported as a knife and has uh, later been revised to a meat cleaver okay uh and immediately shot him oh yeah oh no he died later that day Fuck. uh and that is uh what happened um and so i wanted to dig into that mm-hmm. uh because yeah. the headlines when you look at this stuff uh are telling uh it's pretty much all all versions of this Mm -hmm. officers fatally shoot man threatening his own family with cleaver lapd says okay and the only reporting i've been able to find on this is uh the day of that shooting there has been no follow up. There has been no body cam release there. As far as I know, the LAPD has not even identified the person they murdered. Oh, my yet. God. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you sum it up like that, it's yeah. a really neat, neat package. Oh, right. he was threatening his family. Oh, he was holding a weapon. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Right. What did they have? What could they do? And, you know, the article starts stops just short of calling these cops heroes. But the implication of the article is very clear that, um, you know, this was police protecting an innocent family who was being threatened um, by a man with a weapon. I don't want to make light of it, but they're definitely framing it
1: as if it's like a hostage situation. Mm -hmm. As if man is like holding weapon to his family's neck and like brave officer makes a headshot. That's like what they're
0: implying. Shoots behind you the sliver. (laughs) Yes. And not only that, that is actually how it was reported initially. The initial reports uh, Mm. and headlines said at knife point. Oh, which yeah. was later revised to man was holding a weapon and threatening yeah. his family.
1: Those are two different things. They are very
0: different things, <laughs> meaningfully different things. And, and, and so when you dig into the actual very limited reporting on mm. this, uh, and I want to be clear up front that we don't know what happened. Right? Sure, uh, of course. It is entirely possible that this man was a, a, a real threat to his family. That yes. doesn't, in, in my mind, uh, justify murdering him immediately with no attempt at de-escalation or conversation. Of course. Uh, but it, it is possible. But there are some details here that are worth delving into, uh, one of which was that uh, one of these news organizations interviewed one of his neighbors, who was not only his neighbor, but had lived in that apartment for 10 years with that family. Oh, before wow. Before getting her own apartment in the same complex. So that's complex. a family friend. Yeah, that is, that is somebody that lived with you for a decade.
1: I've only lived with, like, you for a decade. <laughs> so yeah basically family (laughs) i
0: was wondering why you were throwing out the meat cleavers um again not trying to make light of Of a very sad situation here and there you're gonna have a joke but it's very sad (laughs) uh and she was shocked she was shocked no part of her seemed to think that this was part of his personality that this represented Mm -hmm. uh a relationship that you know pre-existed uh pre or uh predisposition towards violence yeah no part of her was like yeah he was abusive and listen again we don't know
1: Course. But I will say, she lived with him for 10 years in mm-hmm. the same roof. Mm-hmm. And, and apartments are small. Mm-hmm. We know. We live in one. And it would be there's no reason for her to lie about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. So what we're gonna do is instead of assuming the worst with our yeah. ignorance, yeah. we're going to assume uh not even necessarily the best, just what seems most reasonable. Yeah. Um and say that this was not a guy who was probably, you know, regularly domestically abusive, Mm -hmm. that this was probably something more akin to the actual call that came in, a call for mental health, a call for help. And one of the things that I think we as a society need to reckon with is that sometimes people who need mental health services uh, can present danger to the people around them. And that does not mean they are not deserving of services. Now, the vast majority of time, as we know, people with mental health issues are much more likely to be victims of violence than be the people who cause violence. A
1: vast margin.
0: By an absurd margin uh but we can be honest and say that like maybe this this was a dangerous situation for this family and yet what does the lapd do they roll in they hear a scuffle they burst through the door they say not a single word to him or at least they have not confessed to saying a single word to him it's possible they were yelling from outside but certainly once they burst in and saw a man holding a weapon uh they made no attempt to do anything to stop this because even in the reporting it just says they burst through the door saw a man holding a weapon and then a shooting occurred
1: Passive, I know passive voice yeah. has been like deconstructed endlessly, but these are you know we we've spent a fair amount of time in the arts. These people are some of the greatest writers in that I've ever seen.
0: you have to you have to be a true expert to twist language this much. A genuinely shooting
1: occurred. A bullet found its way yeah. on a, a, a bullet lived its best life, you know it's just And like,
0: then, then Newton rose from the grave and informed the police officers that the laws of physics applied so that when in fact they pulled this trigger, a bullet emerged from its chamber and went upon its murderous path. It is just patently absurd the way these people... But yeah, my point is not so much... Because we're all aware that like officer involves shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all of these terms and terminology that obfuscate the responsibility of Mm -hmm. murderers for the murder that they do. Yes. Um, So I think what I wanted to hone in on here is the fact that a man is holding... Uh, a kitchen mm-hmm. instrument right which could pre a danger of to course. himself or others yep. um does not mean that they are imminently about to cause violence in fact no one in the family was injured which again does not mean they weren't threatened but of no course. one was injured like yep. he had not hurt his family he was not in the act yep. of hurting his family and the initial report that he was holding them at knife point is clearly and obviously a fault false because they blew him the fuck away and you yep. can't do that if somebody's holding a fucking hostage like I'm not
1: saying they're, that a no, knife doesn't present a certain amount of danger. Of course. But if we assume for a second that he's not holding them at knife point, which seems fair considering they changed that. Mm-hmm. Then, like, you're actually not in danger. And if yeah. they are, like, not in arm's length, more or less, and you have a gun. And
0: a bunch of other people with guns to back you up. Then you can kind of be chill about it. Yeah, you were in control of the situation as evidenced by the control they exerted over the situation. And I also, this is not the most important part. But, like, why does
1: no one ever talk about the fact that, like, I, I'm i still going to assume that there are ways to de-escalate the situation that they didn't take. All right, course, So, like, let's assume course. that. But, like, let's say there weren't. Mm-hmm. Let's even take a second and say that this guy was having what appears to be, in terms of evidence, something meant some kind of, you know, I, this is not literally it, some kind of psychotic break or whatever.
0: Yeah, a, a mental health
1: incident. Yeah, of some sort. mental health incident. And, like, let's say they couldn't get him subdued mm-hmm. and put down the weapon. There are still non-lethal ways to subdue people yep. and the fact that we never talk about the fact that we should just take away cops lethal weapons yeah but and they could still have options for dealing with these things stun guns exist it's not the best option it's not even what i would choose mm-hmm. but i would rather this guy have some burns on his body and be alive
0: yeah and like listen uh i'm believer in police abolition i think we need of course, to radically re- we should get
1: rid of cops, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, fuck, cops. Fuck, fuck the pigs but even within the confines of, yes, we are in a world where cops show up when somebody needs yeah. mental health services. Um, take, can we just take... The, can we start with taking their guns away? It would be a great start. It would it would save so many lives. And I understand why when this gets written up this way, people mm-hmm. don't feel the same outrage yeah. they feel for the countless fully innocent lives, who, yeah. people who did nothing wrong, um, mm-hmm. who are murdered by police every year. But... This man didn't deserve to die for this shit either. No, no, At least as far as what they said. And I think what really staggered me about this is that they wrote it up yeah. in a way that made it seem inevitable, inescapable. Knife mm, yeah. point. Yeah. And then they backed it down. A little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. When they realized that the facts didn't support that claim while still keeping the fundamental idea that Mm -hmm. this man presented imminent danger to the people around him. Yeah. Ignoring the fact that he had not actually hurt any of those people, that the call was for mental health services, Mm -hmm. and that the cops were there on scene for less than a minute before they killed this man.
1: That's insane. Like, less than a minute. I can't, like, I wake up, I can't get out of bed for five, ten minutes Without checking my email, yeah. without scr- like I'm not murdering a dude in less than a minute, and getting somewhere, like, and that's a jokey way of getting. It, but seriously, you have done no work. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> was done. Pigs only know
0: how to kill. It's all they're I mean, good it's for. It's true, though. Um, they know how to kill, do cr- eat a hot chip and lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I, I highlight this just just to to briefly remember this man whose name has not been released, um, who deserved better. Yeah, uh, our neighbor, our actual neighbor, our actual neighbor, and and to say that like even in the event that he was a danger to himself or others, that we can still do this so much better. And, and we don't have to live in a world where we just murder people for having a shit day or even for being dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I'm not conceding that, you know, he was, I'm beyond, not conceding that, but there are but, non-lethal ways. Yeah. There are, there are a thousand ways this could have been handled that didn't involve just going full cowboy shit on this. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, Uh, This man will never have a chance to get help that he needed. This family will never have their father. Like, uh, that decision has been made by a couple assholes who are making six figures uh, to run rampant over our country. And, yeah, or in this city. And, you know, people who follow me on Twitter know I don't tweet often. When I do, it's usually about the LAPD. So this (laughs) is definitely... Definitely uh, a thing that I spend a lot of time on, but I think you put this in the context of the fact that LAPD is having one of its most violent years, um, more violent than 2019 or 2020. They've already had more shootings and killed more people than the previous years, and we're on October uh, as I was researching this article, I bumped into the head of the LA Sheriff's Department, Villanova, who has made a lot of news for things I like
1: fucking hate that guy. Not
0: enforcing vaccine mandates, mm. going on a rampage against unhomed people in yeah. Venice Beach where he doesn't really have jurisdiction, like just tons of fucking awful shit. And what did I spy but him delivering a private speech at the Scientology building, that hospital where they bought in the are you fucking kidding me? Blue. We should briefly paint a picture. Yeah.
1: LA is a wonderful place, filled with a lot of strange details. Maybe mm-hmm. the creepiest place in Los Angeles is on east of Hollywood. There is an enormous former hospital that's been painted, painted royal blue mm-hmm. and put outside of it in enormous letters that says Scientology.
0: They bought a whole ass hospital. Yep. There are, depending how deep down the rabbit hole you go, there oh, yes. are many reports of terrible things happening yes. in that hospital. I mean, it's a huge gated building with thousands of rooms, mm-hmm. and run by a cult, <laughs> run by a very creepy and uh, you know somewhat powerful cult. And yeah, that that's where our our sheriff was <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> delivering a private speech. And uh, shout out to some of the local organizers that were outside capturing video. Of well, the that. eyes
1: wide shut party, it needs space. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. need space for the sacrifices and the buffets and quotation marks
0: <laughs> heavy quotation marks yeah no need 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 to upgrade our mask game really the uh, the baklava's just aren't working uh, quite the same uh, the reason uh, why these people
1: are anti-masks in the world is because they're only pro mask for the child
0: orgy uh i should have said balaclava but now i'm just envisioning somebody showing up to a protest with a bunch of baklava and that sounds really delightful
1: that's definitely happened, and someone has made that joke.
0: And good for you, comrade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well done, well done.
1: I I want to say like there there are moments where I, I I like there are things that can be compromised on. I, I don't I don't know if that's even true, but like a lot of some cultural issues, I don't care as much about. You know, like I'm a mm-hmm. communist, whatever. Like economic issues are my main bag. But like police are unreformable. There is no world where you can keep cops like. The, the the dudes being caught with like several keys of like fentanyl uh-huh. you know in Ohio yeah. like like uh the, they did a report that was like cops are stealing more
0: than thieves oh, they yeah. like
1: realize like cops are do du- are the bad guys yeah cop- they're they're not do making the world better even accidentally
0: oh yeah no it it is un, unequivocal that all these people know how to do is is uh murder and pillage and, and we pay them so much money to do it it's like
1: half of our budget
0: yeah half of our budget in la la uh, goes to police that is not uncommon for major cities and
1: we're the biggest economic engine on the west coast and we spend half of our money on cops
0: on fucking cops and what do they do they uh do you know preemptive stops to harass black people that may or may not have some weed in their pocket like uh shout outs to film the police la yes. um yes. Uh, there's a bunch of great organizations knock la is another one um that specifically target uh, LAPD, um, mm-hmm. but Film the Police LA, who just films traffic stops and is so good at knowing <laughs> exactly which cops are on that, like, every stop is preemptive game. Uh, to the point where he was arrested oh and gosh. strip searched in public uh, by <laughs> the police, uh, basically for walking across their imaginary line they made up. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, he... he they tried, to, they tried to hem him up. They tried to throw away the key. They put him on some trumped-up charges uh, that they knew were going to get dropped. But their expectation was they could keep him in jail for months. And shout-outs yeah. to local organizers who actually raised the bail money to get him out and free. Uh, but he does great work. You should definitely check him out on Twitter.
1: Here's how bad LA cops are. Yeah. I don't like – like, I obviously lead a life that doesn't encounter the police as much because I'm fortunate in that way.
0: Yeah. You can just say white.
1: <laughs> I don't have to say it. My nasal voice says it for me. <laughs> But, so, like, I don't encounter the cops much day to day. Um, I have had some mm-hmm. encounters with the LAPD, but not a ton. But, like, I was, like, in a coffee shop in, like, a fairly nice place. And I, like, ha- I still have the footage of this. I should put it on Twitter. Of, like, a, a, a an unhoused woman mm-hmm. just, like, standing there looking unhoused and, like, small. Yeah. Like, she probably weighed 100 pounds mm-hmm. and was, like, you know, unhoused and, and not doing well. Yeah. And if the shot the shot that I have, and then the camera moves over, and there's five cops with gear walking towards her down a sidewalk. That's the LAPD. They see an unhoused woman probably in her 60s, mm. maybe 100 pounds, and five cops are just rolling up to her. That's what these people do. That's what they're worried about. That's oh, what yeah. these fucking people
0: are. And let's take a brief moment since we're here to shout out the L.A. City Council, who has recently yes. passed a number of bills designed to criminalize uh, the unhomed in Los Angeles, despite the fact that they know full well that the resources Mm -hmm. that they're claiming they're going to set up for these people don't exist, aren't organized, are absolutely incapable of helping anyone. They have still now passed these laws that make it illegal to sit on a sidewalk um, between certain hours. And like,
1: I mean, how many sidewalks have you sat on in this fucking city? 10 years we've been here. Fuck off. Fuck
0: off. I am a man who loves to wander streets as I talk on the phone. And often, when I have wandered for too long, I will sit And recoup and chat. And and now the LAPD has every right to uh, come and criminalize me existing in public. And obviously that's not targeted at That's not going to happen to you. Uh, But the fact that we have, as a city council, where three of the members are being investigated for corruption currently. (laughs) The FBI um, is... It's just like, fuck the FBI. But still, the FBI
1: is, like, raiding everyone's offices right now. Right now.
0: Right now. <laughs> like, and as that's happening, uh, our city council's approach to dealing with a crisis of unhoused yeah, people of caused course. by predatory, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, landlords and a thousand other things that we're all aware of. We are living in this failed state. Yeah. And this has made national news, how bad uh, unha- uh, homelessness is in Los Angeles. Yeah. And the solution is, well, let's just make it illegal. Yeah. Let's just let's just authorize our police to attack intimidate and harass people who are already victims of an incredibly cruel society that has put them on the street it's yeah i mean we spend like hundreds of millions
1: of dollars in police in this fucking city yeah. and you could just spend a fraction of that money and give every single unhoused person their own studio apartment yeah. and medical care yeah They'd just be fine. They would just be fine. We could just do that. We could just replace the cops with people that took care of these people. And everything would be fine.
0: Everything would be better.
1: Everything would be better, and we'd save money. And I don't even give a shit about saving yeah, money. Yeah, money's yeah. fake, but you would still save money.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's I, cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think that is important, not because we care about fiscal responsibility. Yeah, money's money fake. <laughs> but because it is a death blow to yes. the sort of lib, yes. like, how can we afford this yeah. Uh which we will get to in our next segment. Yeah,
1: and I actually, the last thing I want to say is, I want
0: to put a button on this with that.
1: I think it's important to say who runs the city are LA cops because yeah. that's going to tie into something I want to talk about later so put a pin in that in your head and Michael. goal yeah, yeah yeah
0: so with that we're going to bring that to a close yes. um, offer our condolences to of a family course. that deserve better than the world we have um, yes. fuck the pigs forever let's abolish these fuckers fuck the police uh, you cannot build a better world while, while co- cops are busy violently enforcing the world we have
1: that, it's actually one of the most important things we can do yeah. for the revolution is getting rid of cops Yeah.
0: and, uh, and I think one of the great hinderers of that is uh, white liberals who still think there are good cops and that cops keep people safe and that I hear it all the time. We need to get rid of the bad apples. Um, How does that aphorism end? I Just every single time. I'm like,
1: what happens with those bad apples? What do
0: they do? It's weird. I feel like (laughs) like it has some sort of effect on the other apples. I don't... Does, does it make some sort of fermented? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. How am I supposed to know? And Zachary? you don't
1: know anything about language,
0: so like, <laughs> let's move on. So, so yeah, let's let's just leave it there. Okay. So now let's get to um, one of my favorite z- segments. Michael and Zach are right about everything all the time.
1: You know what I love about that.
0: Is that like that? Is my favorite thing. Yeah, being right all the time about everything constantly. Uh, it now, rules. It's the best part about being a
1: leftist. Come on, because you lose it,
0: you lose. Yeah, you've already lost. You always lose. Nothing gets better, but you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to go down, being like, "I told you so," as mm-hmm. as the the demons <laughs> nip at your heels, but you can be like, "See, I told you the demons were coming. You didn't believe me. You didn't. Be- you thought it wasn't going to be demons. It's demons.
1: You're choking on seawater, being like, "I owned, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Like replying on Twitter
0: as you drown. Right? <laughs> I mean, honestly. All
1: right, so. <laughs> that
0: will be me. Let's talk a little bit about the Democratic Party. Shall we? Shall we? Let's do it. Shall we? Come on. Uh, let's, and as a lead into this, uh, and <laughs> to a story of just the abject failure of the Democratic platform <laughs> at every stage. We, we
1: got to get those senators from Georgia in.
0: <laughs> it's so good how literally every step is on yet another garden implement, and just they just can't stop stepping on the hoe and smacking themselves in the face. An endless field of rakes as far as yep. the eye can see. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> so let's just read as yep. a lead into this. I'm, I'm excited. The four headlines at the top <laughs> of the New York Times political <laughs> section today. The Phelan New York Times. Yes. A 30-year campaign to control drug prices faces yet another failure. (laughs) Uh, Less funny, but uh, hilarious that it's still happening just as bad under Democrats. It should not have happened. Asylum officers detail migrants' accounts of abuse.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not funny, but also like... Remember when Biden was going to fix the border? You remember? Hey, There's a tweet from Biden. I think it's still up. Trump's stay-in-Mexico policy is barbaric. Yeah. Would never do it. Now they're in court fighting to keep it. It's Uh so beautiful. As Harris is saying, don't come here, incredible It's so beautiful. She went there to say, don't come here. She visited, she left. She went to their country.
0: Uh, To anyone in a country that's not America, please say the same thing back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They would uh, if they could, man. (laughs) Next
0: one. Democrats search for a path on voting rights amid Republican blockade. (laughs)
1: is it the republican who's who's the who's, the, who's the, the the leaders of both houses of congress weird weird I, both chambers i don't remember so
0: strange and my personal favorite democrats back away from raising taxes to pay for agenda just after trump cut them they won't it's
1: it's the it's a you know Republicans become more fascist. Democrats don't fix
0: it. It's just the, you know, it's the oh, ratchet it, to the, the right. It's the ratchet theory through and fucking through. I mean, through. you can't do better than
1: that. Like, Republicans yeah. cut corporate taxes. Democrats would never consider touching them.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and this was, uh, so this specific thing with the taxes, uh, they proposed to pay for their uh, now mm. 3.5, yeah. soon to be smaller, uh, Democratic agenda by uh, increasing the top individual income tax rate 2.6%. And the corporate tax rate seven percent, and now they're not going to do that.
1: So I what do we have here? I believe after seventy percent, like b- billionaires' wealth went up seventy percent since the pandemic started, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, should we tax them more? Can't do it.
0: Can't do it. Just can't do it. Continue. Can't do it. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just want to have a brief moment yes. of just sort of recognizing mm-hmm. the reality we live in, where Democrats can do absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs>
1: I think it's important to say these headlines are about us. Yeah, they're about
0: yeah. That's the us most being important thing. Right. It's not the material conditions no. of the the poor and victimized. That was never going to get better. Yeah, uh, this is about uh, us owning libs on Facebook. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's that's all we have. <laughs> that's that's all, all we have. That's
1: all we're allowed to do.
0: And I will say, as I've confessed too many times before in this pod, as a person who has a sickness for uh, seeing what the libs on Facebook are up to, <laughs> they have been just so quiet really just so so, so That's quiet that the the Biden superhero memes have faded there's really nothing about mm. Biden being mm. said mm-hmm. they they are engaged in a lot of fury for mansion and cinema um sure. for obvious reasons these people are being Sturm, painted as undang. villains and they are villains oh, to be they're clear they're always of course, villains of course uh they're just not the only villains in the Democratic Party and they're you know as we've said before there are a handful of other senators who would happily step into this role if required to oh yeah like there's 50 senators that that that
1: that, uh, that caucus with the Democrats. You, like, there's like easily six others that would that would kill anything that was tantamount to real change.
0: But I, I want to talk for a little bit about this article that I keep seeing happen. Mm-hmm. And on some level, it is a good article because okay. it's pointing out the ways that Manchin and cinema are bought out. Yes. Uh, and specifically about the like 500,000 that mm. mansion gets from oil companies every mm. year, and the the corporate donors that back cinema and yep. like. She went to Europe to fundraise. That's so fucking insane. Oh, absolutely fucking bonkers. Did you see the video of her hiding in a bathroom?
1: Yes. That was so good. Just, you know, we can't
0: win. She's already won. Yeah.
1: But. Keep make, make make her life hard. Yeah, make her life as hard as you can, mm-hmm. as I can legally say <laughs> as on this I podcast. Can legally authorized, but I trust your judgment.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be careful on how far you go legally. We'll get to the consequences if you don't at the end of this. <laughs> but I, I guess what I want to point out is like, yeah, be mad at Cinema and Mansion, sure. but also this is every Democrat, it's every single person in the Senate that's yeah. basically not Bernie. Yeah, absolutely, and like. In order to prove that point, I'm going to uh, delve into some conservative rhetoric here. Ooh, I'm excited. And I'm going to talk about not just Nancy Pelosi, but her hubby. Because her hubby, as it turns out, is quite good at investing. He's very smart. He's, he's just such a, <laughs> such a wise man, the way that he's able to predict things that are happening in the... Uh, world of business that only have some relationship to, you know, business contracts being awarded <laughs> by the government that he may or may not have insider access to and knowledge of because, you know, again, his wife happens to be the head of this shit. Yeah. Uh, so weird. But, yeah, maybe he's just really good so much so that let me just walk you through a few things I'm here.
1: In, uh, look, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Uh, things like buying Microsoft stock a couple weeks before a $22 billion defense contract was signed with a developer. That's probably a coincidence. Yeah. Anybody could have done that. Just another little dink here. Uh, buying Tesla a week before Biden announced that all federal cars were going electric. <laughs> or, you know, in January of last year, before coronavirus had shut down anything, uh, he purchased Amazon and Facebook stock. <sighs> Made over a million on each. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Huh. And then in late February, just happened to be after Ms. Pelosi had received a pri- private coronavirus briefing, Mr. Pelosi paid $3.3 to buy technology stocks in things like Slack. You know, that <laughs> technology <laughs> software that has been absolutely essential to work from home.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I think she married him because he's just such a
0: canny investor. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, that's probably why. Uh, to say nothing of you know the oh, vineyard course. they own, their their many commercial and rental properties, yep. the fact that they make money off all the things that Democrats yeah. will say they're trying to mm-hmm. regulate, and yet this is their bread and butter.
1: Yeah, and Diane Feinstein's done this shit. Like, I mean, it is so funny. Like when I when like various human rights organizations release corruption index. And the U.S. is, like, not that corrupt. It's yeah. like, you can't just say you're not corrupt when you make it legal. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, okay, so what if we rena- rebrand corruption, corruption yep. TM? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're just doing a
0: corruption. Yeah. The the worst crimes in humanity have always had the stamp of law.
1: Yeah. It, it's the lazy thing. Slavery was legal, blah, blah, blah.
0: Um. And, and so, yeah. And so we live in this world where, <laughs> like... <laughs> So good. Libs are furious yep. at the fact that both Mansion and Cinema essentially mm-hmm. have veto power yeah. on basically everything. Uh, <laughs> something that they have used... Uh, pretty heavily to the point where we are now looking at what was originally what a 4.8 trillion dollars I think 4.7 seven but it doesn't super Does matter. matter which then became three five by the way
1: this is over 10 years yeah so oh, it's yeah, not yeah actually to that be much it's to just clear it's just like less than 500 billion a year
0: yeah that initial 4.7 number that's pretty small actually yeah it's and over when a decade. that came out mm-hmm. uh a lot of activists were saying like hey this is actually not enough already yeah so that, because not the not Pentagon only...
1: has like an eight trillion dollar bill comparatively over mm-hmm. the same period
0: absolutely and we'll talk about how, yes, we will get um, there. how we get there, but uh, but yeah. So already a very reasonable, frankly, far too minor. Yeah, uh, especially in its, its attempts to address climate change. The we're... seas
1: are rising. Yeah, <laughs> like, I live on the coast.
0: Yeah, no, quite literally. We are we are I don't know, approximately forty-five minutes from being underwater, and that's only because we're on a second story. <laughs> like currently. Uh, And yet even these extremely, extremely uh, moderate, to use the kindest term, bills have been whittled down to the point where we're now looking at less than half of that. And Biden has privately signaled just this week that... He will probably be looking at a number somewhere between $1.75 and $2 trillion, again, over 10 years, <laughs> specifically because- I make more money than that <laughs> this podcast. Specifically because Manchin balked at the the, the number, and cinemas balked at the tax raises. And so yep. what happens? We see, once again, Democrats bending the knee to their worst elements. And as The Onion rightly pointed out, this might have something to do with the fact that Biden never cared about well, any of this shit anyway. There's so much to talk. We could spend six hours talking about this. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Yeah, let's
1: fucking go. Ultimate pod. Yeah. Um, First of all, Biden doesn't care. Let's yep. start there. Biden doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about any of this. Where is he? Is he whipping? He's not whipping them. Also, Schumer. Where's Schumer? When when Republicans wanted, wanted to pass something, you had fucking Mitch McConnell, like, wraithing his way to every single mm-hmm. senator's office. You're going to vote for this. You yeah. are going to do this. And this is what we're doing. Where is Chuck Schumer? He is the he is the head of the Senate. He's the majority leader. He is so absent. I've never seen a majority leader of a House of Congress just not be around. Out to lunch. Like Bernie is honestly more present as the leader as the sort of face of the Democrats right now. And and I mean like nothing get anything done then then Schumer is for his own party mm-hmm. why isn't he threatening Joe Manchin with a hundred things Kristen Cinema with a hundred fucking things they you have ways to do it Mitch McConnell showed you can do this but they don't want to do it no and then there's the fact that uh Manchin Cinema are just doing crimes like yeah. they're just doing crimes in front of us like i think what's special about them is not that there aren't a bunch of other people just as corrupt as them there are a bunch of other people who are taking just as much corporate money i mean like uh Cory Booker. Cory Booker took money from the Sacklers. Have you ever seen him apologize? Have you ever seen him like uh, give a cent back? No. He took money from essentially a cartel.
0: That is, yeah, blood blood money through and through. He
1: doesn't care. He doesn't mm. care that a bunch of poor folks in Appalachia died. He doesn't give a shit about them. Um, he thinks it's great. He got some money out of it. Yeah. But I think what's special about Mansion and Cinema is that they're just doing it in public. Mm-hmm. That's what's special. They're not hiding it. They're not trying to, like say it's like oh it's it's not how it is it's just these are donate whatever no 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 they're just doing the crimes now publicly and i still think that's an interesting step yeah like now it's just like no this just happens to you (laughs) like you don't get a say yeah uh
0: and and in that world what do we have we have your voting rights are gone sorry Uh, we're never coming back your abortion access gone already functionally gone it's so
1: weird they don't talk about abortion it's so weird they don't talk about it it's so weird that Joe isn't out there being like, you know, we got to do something.
0: Well, he was anti-abortion for a long time. <laughs> he's, like,
1: He's a Catholic. You can't trust him. <laughs> you can't trust any Catholic. That is That will never come back to bite me in the ass.
0: <laughs> it's wild how your rights are being stripped from you. Yep. Uh, we haven't lived in a democracy for a oh, long time. And I think that's where we're going to like bring this home. But like... Even as your democracy is stripped, the last vestiges of it are ripped from you in public. What do they do? I don't know. Craft another fundraising email. Yeah. Take another bribe.
1: I mean, I think that the voting rights thing is actually kind of the rosetta stone for this. If you're sitting here thinking like, I don't know, Zach and Michael, you seem a little paranoid. First of all, I knew you were out to get me. I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I've always known. (laughs) You sound just like my mother. (laughs) Being paranoid doesn't mean I'm not right, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the voting rights bill is just like all you need to know. Because here's the thing: it's actually, if you were a party, if you were the Democrats, and you wanted to win elections and have more elections, more Democrats win elections, mm-hmm. you would do anything to get voting rights passed because oh, that's yeah. your that's it. Like Democrats have like a 10 million plus like margin of uh, of, of popularity. Mm-hmm. Like they could they could control the Senate and the House of Representatives and the presidency literally forever yeah they would never ever have to deal with republicans again if republicans are this racist fascist nazi threat that we all know that they are mm-hmm. and democrats wanted to just even like win and get more money to be corrupt as they are now they would pass that's the one thing they would pass
0: yep they would, and they're they not would fight tooth and nail
1: because them. they would win they would have all three chambers of congress of government forever if they did that but funny that they haven't passed that and that should tell you right there they won't even do something in their own in their own interest personally not even their not even their the people that their constituents but their own interest and that tells you that they are choosing not to because they don't want that
0: they don't want that and and you can hear that in pelosi saying hey we need a strong republican party yeah yeah or like how many times have we heard her step up and say that and like but
1: we need to be bipartisan
0: we we need <laughs> and yeah yeah mansion's whole like oh we need bipartisan things and yes we know it's a scam we know it's a scam but that's why it's so funny that yeah. they're like trying to convince mansion that like see bipartisanship doesn't work mm-hmm. and it's like well yeah, he he knows. That's why he says he believes in it. Because he knows it doesn't work and he doesn't want it to work.
1: A billionaire who supported Trump is calling Manchin, this is in a CNN article, Yeah, every single week mm-hmm. to tell him he's doing a good job. To That's t- in the
0: article. To give him his orders.
1: To be like, hey man, stay strong. That was in the article. That's not me joking about yeah. it. He's just like, stay strong, you're doing a good job. That's hilarious.
0: It is very funny. It is it is very funny. The material conditions this in horrors. This is going to visit around millions of people. Is yeah. is certainly not. But it is just hilarious that we live in a world where <laughs> it's just run by Batman villains, like B grade yeah. Batman villains. Is just yeah. you have to laugh at how ludicrous that is. You
1: expect an element of subtlety, of yeah. elegance, right? Of it being hidden. Uh huh. It's just not. No, it,
0: it it can't be. It can't be. We, we're past the point of parody. We live in a post-parody world, and so yeah, we don't we don't even get like the cool gritty Joker reboot. Not saying the specific one that we got, but like no, you love that movie. I uh, know. We're, we're <laughs> just dealing with like. Off-brand penguin, and I don't know enough about uh, Batman. Riddler. Is no, that... I, I I want the like real B tier, the ones oh. that only showed up for like a couple comics in the Golden Age. Somebody will inform. I've us. had sex before, so I don't. Yeah, no yeah, way i don't of knowing, that again. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty excited about Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I love that dude.
1: That's how I had sex. <laughs> uh,
0: he, he's a good time.
1: There's one last detail of this, and uh-huh. then before we wrap this up, that I want to talk.
0: About yeah, please do.
1: That I think is like the final sort of little piece of it. That Democrats who are doing the budget, who are in charge. Mm-hmm. The Pentagon requests its budget every year. It cannot and has not ever been audited. It's just an important detail.
0: In fact, one of the times it was about to be audited was uh, just days before, I don't know, something happened. There was a 9 and 11. <laughs> suddenly, that went away. Weird, Pro- weird. I think it
1: had nothing to do with it.
0: <laughs> I think it had nothing to do with the hundreds of millions do- of dollars that disappeared from the Pentagon uh, and have never been accounted for. Weird. OK, movie yeah.
1: pitch. Stealing billions of dollars from the Pentagon, mm. a heist of the Pentagon. Come on,
0: National Treasure. That's a cool movie. That's a that's a sick reboot. Okay,
1: I may have to delete but <laughs> <in office. laughs> Okay, anyway, the so Pentagon asked for seven hundred and sixty billion, whatever the fuck it was, mm-hmm. infinite money. Yeah, and Democrats gave them ten billion dollars extra. Mm-hmm. They didn't just give them that amount of money. They didn't say no. You don't even need that. They gave them. They gave them a tip. Yep. They, they stuck $10 billion in the Pentagon's G-string <laughs> after they took $10 billion from free community college.
0: Yep. Yeah. And one of the things we haven't really touched on is what all those cuts to the domestic spending plan mean. But uh, yeah, Biden mentioned that specifically this week, that that whole free community college thing is going to go the way of the canceling student debt and all the other promises that Biden made and clearly had no interest in following through on. Honestly, I am kind of impressed by his willingness to not follow through on anything. (laughs) I thought we'd get a few more crumbs. uh, Personally, Uh, I thought there was going to be some whittled down version, maybe Mm. People who would get 10K knocked off or whatever. All gone. Uh, <laughs> but you know who doesn't get cuts? The Pentagon. The
1: Pentagon. And I, I I, have kind of been thinking about this for a while. Because I've said on this pod and I've said in life, and this is true, that in a highly technologized society, when more and more machines become... So advanced That they can only be run By people with particular skills In particular way, You know In a post-nuclear weapons world To be yes. honest um, And drone space That eventually The end point of most societies Would be tyranny by the military mm-hmm. And I thought that that was the end point The next sort of stage For the United States eventually And I realized I was wrong because what I realize is that actually we currently live under a military dictatorship as we speak. Yep. And if you look at, like, the fact that, like, Trump and Biden are the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That they run foreign policy the same. That they give the Pentagon $10 billion extra as a treat. Mm-hmm. The same that— Get
0: yourself something nice, kid.
1: Right. The military contractors essentially determine everything we do. That The CIA has also, you know, not audited and has essentially infinite money. And that, you know— it goes all the way down to the LAPD takes most of LA County's money and does violence to whoever it wants. Like, yeah. I think it is not an exaggeration to, and, and, you know, of course all the crimes and rallies of the deep state. I, don't, I think it's genuinely not an exaggeration to say that we currently live in a police state run by the military and deep state right now. Absolutely. That, like, they tell us that who we vote for matters, but, like, that, that's obviously not true.
0: It, it's clearly not, and in the event that there was a candidate that where it might matter, they make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah,
1: and the difference between Biden and Trump are tweets. Yeah, and that's because the military-industrial complex calls the shots.
0: Absolutely, and yeah, I, I think the the corporatism attached yes. to our highly technologized yes. military is the only thing I can add to that. Is that like yeah, it's this is point. not the military just running things? No. this is corporations running the military, which runs things.
1: The Booz Allen National Security Council <laughs> mm-hmm. of the United States. That's what you live in. And
0: and yeah, and like you won't get healthcare, but don't worry. The robot dog will twerk on you once it shoots you. Like <laughs> And it will be and it will be uh, rainbow colored for Pride Month. Yeah, of course, of course. And these are not our jokes, but it's it is our reality. Yeah.
1: But it is our idea
0: that the military runs things. I do think
1: most people aren't saying that. Yeah. And I do think that is a somewhat not unique idea, but like, no, that has already happened. Yeah. You live there. Mm-hmm. This is what it would look like because that's what it is.
0: And why is it that our our current president is trumping, chomping at the bit to do the same anti-China rhetoric and the same anti-Cuba rhetoric that countless presidents before him have done because yep. we always need another war on the horizon?
1: Yeah, Congress and the president don't run things. Obviously, duh. duh. <laughs> like,
0: Look at what they spend their money on.
1: Yeah, that's why you can buy Christmas cinema off for five hundred grand. That's silly. Shouldn't be possible if she wasn't just a fucking figurehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't matter. She currently does not matter. Yeah. She is securing the bag. That's all she can
0: do. That—that that is all our politicians can do—is uh, serve their true masters a little better and get yeah. a little money for it. Or they can, you know, pretend to not and still do it anyway.
1: That's it. That's so I—I've been. Rolling that around my head, it's a bit of a dark thing, but I actually found it a little bit nice, to be honest, because Mm. it's like, I don't worry about it happening anymore.
0: It already happened. Yeah,
1: it's done. So like we live in. We have nowhere to go but up, except for the environment. That part's a bummer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Zach, I couldn't hear you. All I heard was glug glug. (laughs) Everything's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) We're fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. So to put a human face on this and the ways in which uh, both sides of our government cooperate to make sure that the change we need can never happen, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about one Daniel Baker. Okay. Daniel Baker is an anarchist. Uh, He lives in Florida. Um, He is a former vet, or he is a veteran. Yes. Uh, He was discharged uh, other than honorably when Mm. he refused to go overseas and participate in war crimes. Damn. Which means he's king shit. Uh, as, as a uh you know reward for following his conscience and refusing to engage in those crimes uh he ended up on home for a while mm. uh he is no longer unhomed he's back on his feet and he spent most of the past year traveling around to offer his uh medic services at black lives matter rallies oh. <laughs> um and he's a guy that uh clearly very passionate um yeah. to the point where on january sixth, uh he posted a lot of things sort of calling for antifa to help defend the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, is not a thing I would personally do sure. because I think Antifa should be defending things that are not the capital.
1: I would not have Antifa defend the
0: capital. <laughs> yes.
1: But I, but, but I know where he's coming from. But I want to say... He's a this, real one.
0: He is a real one. And and like, you know, perhaps a man uh, inclined towards uh, extremity in his speech, certainly. Okay. But that's okay.
1: I would not that's know a good anything thing. about that. This
0: man this man is an ally in the fight. Yes. He believes he's a real one. in good things. And, and he did material good for people yeah. like but come on more, more than i've ever taking done. your military medic training and using it to help care for people at protests against police violence is a beautiful thing it's actually based yeah not all this shit we talk about that's mm-hmm. based that is that is in fact the the definition the the thing we put <laughs> uh in the dictionary is just daniel baker's face on your he's a good dude um uh, also a yoga teacher so really yeah
1: i if he wants i hope he gets laid
0: uh, it's going to be hard for him now because he's in solitary confinement.
1: No, that's not the turn that I was wanting this to take.
0: So just this week, he was sentenced to 44 months Fuck. Uh, for the speech that he said saying, hey, we need to go defend the Capitol against this mm. fascist coup, um, mm. which uh, our savvy listeners may be aware is a lot more than most of the people participating in said failed coup have gotten. Oh, my God. And a lot of this came down to... Uh, his military background, Mm -hmm. the fact that he had gone and uh, fought with Syrian, uh, or sorry, Kurdish freedom forces, um, something that is very cool and good, but was also used uh, to paint him as a violent extremist. Uh, And I just want to take this moment as we see our Democrats Abjectly failing as they are created to do. Of course. Fulfilling their purpose of being useless. Mm -hmm. And Republicans continuing to win the election that they functionally won, even though Trump lost. Because they're continuing to do all the shit they want to do. Of course. That what are our courts doing? What are our federal courts doing? But using the sort of hyper-militarized and hyper-police state response to January 6th. You saw libs all over calling for, you know, uh, both... Uh, reveling in the hero police officers that protected the Capitol, even though a lot yeah. of those people were Trump supporters, and we saw video evidence yeah. of them letting people in. Uh, you know, calling, they're Calling still- for Biden to engage in counterterrorism resistance against white supremacy. And yet, how does this actually get used in the courts? Yep. It puts a Florida anarchist who was upset about uh, the fascism that was happening yeah. is now being punished as an anti-fascist, much harsher than the actual fascist incredible uh some of the details here are really sad um he spent the last se- he's been in custody for 10 months already <sighs> seven of those months have been spent in um solitary confinement uh he details not just abuse of him at the hands mm-hmm. of the correctional officers yeah. including keeping him in cells with human waste mm. uh and refusing to uh you know he's harry krishna yeah. uh passionately dedicated to non-violence doesn't yeah. eat d- uh, dairy or meat uh took him until just a couple months ago to even get food he could eat oh my God. um but also you know the guy that was next to him in solitary confinement had mental issues and was mocked and mistreated by guards mm-hmm. uh you know just just horrific yeah. horrific yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. um all the all the horrors of our incarceration yeah for, for the great crime of saying fascism is bad and may need to be violently opposed
1: yeah that's why you should go to prison for four years yeah
0: that, and that's the world we live in. And it's not— do you, it's, do
1: you see that in the New York Times? Do you see that in the Washington Post? Do you, do you hear a general outcry from the Blue No Matter Who who crowd about it? Weird. Do, do you hear Nancy Pelosi doing her 17th fucking uh, committee about January 6th bringing this up? No. Mm-hmm. no.
0: No. No, they don't care. They don't care. And in fact, again, leftists were always right about this yeah. when we said the cops are not allies in this fight— mm-hmm. Uh, there is a real issue of white supremacy in our country, sure. and it's increasing militarization. But the and FBI is not going to gonna fucking it. get us out of it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, even when they know about it, they don't do jack shit.
1: They, the FBI just ramps it up. They make it worse. Oh, yeah.
0: They, they encourage it. I mean, look at the, the kidnapping plot the against Whitver that shit. governor. It was just like... A bunch of simpletons mm-hmm.
1: who got egged on by the FBI to send some emails, and it
0: was like five FBI I, dudes for every one actual asshole who like needed help. Those were assholes, but those guys should be at, like
1: at a hospital getting Valium. Mm-hmm. They do I, not. They should not be in prison. I'm sorry, they shouldn't fucking be in prison. No, that was entrapment. My they, God,
0: they <laughs> they should they should be legally obligated to delete Facebook and hit the gym because that's fine. Yeah, they need they needed to be deradicalized, and yeah. instead that the opposite happened. I'll go
1: for runs with them. It'll be chill, but like. Oh, my God. And yeah. don't
0: get, don't, like, we don't have time to get into this, yes. but this is everything the FBI does is yeah. finding uh, disaffected, angry, young, yeah. largely men, and trying to convince yeah. them to commit violence so that they can then arrest them and say they did something.
1: Yeah, of every color. And by the way, if some violence does happen, all the better, your budget goes up. Yep. You, you stop them, all the better, your budget goes up. Boy. I wonder who runs this country. Isn't that
0: fucking interesting? <laughs>
1: That's so funny. That's so weird. It's so funny. But no matter the input, the output re- output remains the same.
0: And so what we're living in is a world run by a centrism that is functionally fascism. Yeah. Engage actively in horseshoe theory. Yeah. Where. Yeah. Uh, violently uh, trying to incur and to be clear no violence occurred which is the yeah. other interesting yeah. thing this should have been a very simple First Amendment issue yep. he called for a thing he didn't do anything the people that actually did shit are getting less time than the guy that said some shit on Facebook
1: Ooh. be careful out there left-leaning friends yeah I'm serious. It's not
0: just going to be Twitter bans for long. Yeah. I promise you that.
1: Be careful what you say in public. As a person with a podcast, trust yeah. me. Yeah,
0: it it it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing that we discuss.
1: Yeah. No. We it's a th- I, we edit this.
0: Yeah. I thank God we don't have listeners. Otherwise, that would be a problem.
1: <laughs> uh, it,
0: uh, shout out to all our listeners. We, we, our we list- love, we love you.
1: What if half of our listeners are FBI agents?
0: <laughs> what if like we got? What if half of our Discord is just like? No, dude, our Discord is pure. They have not infiltrated the Discord. But just
1: like beefy hot
0: dog neck guys <laughs> yeah. being
1: like, I don't know, was that dick joke mean this week?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, shout outs to Carl. Carl. uh... We're glad you're listening. I hope you learned something.
1: <laughs> Carl, hit us up if you want to change names.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carl, you're you're not playing for the right team here. Let's just be clear. Uh, but yeah, but this is what's happening. Yeah. So we have we have federal judges yeah. sending people to prison for wanting to fight fascism.
1: Yeah, a- a- and that's... And
0: what do you call that except aiding and abetting fascism?
1: I don't even know if you call it that. I think you just call it fascism. Yeah.
0: I, I, think it's, I think it's just that simple. Uh, so I just want to be clear that, like, I guess the point I was making here yeah, is yeah. that so much of the government is not working intentionally right, right. now. Right, yeah. But there are wheels of the government that are turning. Mm-hmm. And the wheels that are turning, yes. which wheels are allowed to turn and which aren't is a question that I think says everything mm-hmm. about the actual values of the people that run this country. Yep. Um, That's a good point. And, and this is what it is.
1: Yeah, and it's – the baffles that exist – are there because the the government has not been broken accidentally the way your car falls apart, Mm -hmm. right? Like what FDR FDR built, which wasn't imperfect, but, you know, way better than what we have now. Yes. It's not like it just stopped, Mm -hmm. right? Like it wasn't inertia, (laughs) right? It wasn't the second law of thermodynamics. Republicans and Democrats pulled out the spark plugs. Yeah. And the only thing that works is meant to work. You know, the military, the police state. The judges that take away your abortions. That's what's meant to work. Mm -hmm. And it does. It actually works very effectively.
0: Yeah. It's just just bad. (laughs) I think that says pretty much everything I want to say on that topic for now. Yeah, Um, I agree. Uh, can't wait to see you guys in the camps. <laughs> Hopefully a few of us get in the same one. That'll be really fun. We're really looking forward to meeting. <laughs> I, I look bad real. bald, though.
1: <laughs> like, when they're, like, shaving us for lice, it's not going to be good, dude.
0: Uh, listen, we're all going to have to have some changes. I know. I know left Twitter tends to be horny. We're going to have to redefine what horny looks like in the camps, guys. Just- <laughs> I'm very vain. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, knowing that this was going to be some heavier topics, I did want to uh, find something a little lighter to go on. Okay. So I'm introducing a new segment okay. that I would like to call The Airing of Grievances. <laughs> <laughs> this is your lighter segment? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Comparatively, Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and in this segment, what we're going to do is mm-hmm. Zach and I are going to take a moment to berate the other person <laughs> for uh, anything we want, but I think sure. particularly in this case, pieces of media that we have been mm-hmm. harassing the other person to engage with, and sure. they just haven't. Uh, because the only thing we really care about other than politics <laughs> is media. It's fairly accurate. Media and dogs. Oh, um, uh, well, okay. Dogs are perfect. And I'll say the thing that I was going to harass Zach about this week <laughs> uh, is not watching the major motion picture Possessor, a film that I watched every <laughs> A weeks ago really like told him to watch but the motherfucker juked me and watched it yesterday not only that he watched it with other friends
1: yeah I watched it with shout out to uh our
0: friend who was on the spot Christopher Thomas yeah yeah watched it watched it with him lovely gentleman also how dare you <laughs> uh
1: I gotta say uh first of all I'm, I'm got
0: you I win yeah fuck you go ahead uh, you, you I I am owned I acknowledge it
1: <laughs> I got a lot out of it yeah. I, th- I thought it was a cool, family-friendly
0: movie <laughs> that you should watch with your parents. Uh, that, what is the premise of this film?
1: Uh, Possessor is basically uh, the idea that, like, the shadowy organization exists and it implants the consciousness of an assassin into another person to kill high-value targets with people in their lives.
0: Yes. And uh, it is a movie that, at its core, I think its, it's plot and its themes are very, very simple yes. and very, very dark. Is we it won't the dark... spoil the ending. Yeah, it
1: might be the darkest film. I don't know if it's the darkest film I've ever seen, but it's right up there. It Well, I think specifically, even
0: for movies that tend to deal with yeah. very severe darkness and sometimes come to dark conclusions about that, uh, more often than not, it is still a moral tale. It just yes. happens to be a tale in which evil wins. This is... Maybe one of the only stories, certainly, that is made, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a big yeah. budget movie, no. but it's it's also not a tiny no, movie. No, it had to cost probably five or six million. I'm, I think that's a reasonable guess. And, like, that revels in its amorality. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, without giving away the ending, it's a movie about a woman mm-hmm. who basically, sort of like a parasitic wasp, implants her consciousness in someone's body Mm -hmm. for a company that wants to take over other companies or make money yeah and it is is
0: corporate murder for hire but not only that you're using innocent victims as the agents of murder so that they experience the consequences of the murder that they functionally did not commit
1: and the only way for her to be free is the person whose body she's inhabited has to die yeah so uh and one of the first things you see is that she doesn't eat she has sort of lost her humanity to a point where she can no longer kill people in very heavy quotation marks cleanly with a gun she has to stab them brutally and the movie increases in brutality from the beginning which starts out incredibly brutally and then is about her in many ways losing her humanity
0: yeah and uh I think I I, I love that this was this was our uh, light segment. Uh but yeah, I think it it's It's fucking great. Incredibly <laughs> well shot. Oh, it's uh, gorgeous. It's gorgeous. There's some really compelling visual stuff with the sort of like mental mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um the acting's really good. The acting uh, adds
1: more depth than the script does in some places. Oh, absolutely. Like I, it, she the actress brings a lot of depth as she sort of changes. Yeah, the and
0: and uh the gentleman who uh is possessed. Yes, uh does an incredible job. Uh, uh, sort of selling an incredibly difficult task of pretending to be another person inside your head and externalizing that. Uh, absolutely great work. I think it gets elevated a lot by yes. those kind of proficiencies of in acting and the technical stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I got a lot out of it. It's very violent. Be aware if this is a film you are interested in. It's a good October viewing thing. It's the kind of movie where people's faces melt, for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, know? You should, Teeth you should are going to that. come popping out. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the, I think, David Cronenberg. It's, yeah, it's Brandon Cronenberg's It's David's son. Yeah, yeah. So David's son, who's doing it, and he clearly learned some lessons about <laughs> <Yes. the laughs> violence uh, from his father. And uh, But yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot, which is a weird thing to say about A murder movie It's zippy It's
1: got a lot of zip There's a ton of tension Yeah It it looks incredible And I I think it's What's nice about it Is like Like all political art Like we're very ranty On this But like when it comes To creative stuff I don't like movies That are just like essays You know Or just like I And I hate that sort of Netflix style lip shit Of like But like what if we all Just like represented each other Fuck off with that Mm -hmm. Like this movie is nice You can kind of interpret it A handful of ways Like it's obviously About capitalism Mm -hmm. It's obviously about What corporations will do Anything and kill Anyone Mm -hmm. Anyone to get what they want and they will destroy anyone in their way and i also thought for me it was about operators it yeah. made me really think of living in the sort of the imperial core about the people that we destroy and turn into these like beautiful in some ways efficient machines of death mm-hmm. and in the process destroy them their families and countless other lives and, yeah. and it just felt like that a lot
0: yeah no i i think it is 100 percent a story about how doing the things that uh imperialism requires and mm-hmm. particularly in the sense the corporate version yeah. of imperialism mm-hmm. um will destroy you. Yep. And that the only choice you have is how much you revel in that destruction.
1: Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. You should watch it. Yeah.
0: I th- I think it's a legitimately a good movie. It is uh, mean-spirited and dark and gross but yeah. hey it's halloween so fuck it
1: yeah but and so are we <laughs> all
0: right so uh maybe we'll bump to you then and i'll finish because i found another grievance don't you worry dear <laughs> wait, listeners wait, you had another grievance no way <laughs> shocking, i'm so surprised shocking.
1: michael has more to say i can't believe it is
0: upset about something <laughs>
1: michael would like to whine <laughs> uh
0: but zach zach what uh what are you furious <laughs> so- with me about this week
1: well, okay, that I don't to, we don't have time for that, but uh, I gave you Lincoln and the Bardo uh-huh. by George Saunders, our great American short story writer. Uh, uh,
0: a man whose work I have enjoyed immensely.
1: Right. It's about Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: One of your favorite topics, I've, a thing that for two years you wouldn't shut the fuck up about.
0: <laughs> I did go on a long Civil War thing, not not the reenactment and, you know, whatever. But, like, yes, I've I've spent a lot of time researching the Civil War. I think it is one of the most interesting periods in American. You're
1: history. doing it now! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> and you haven't fucking read this book about this beautiful thing, but that is also about, like, the afterlife and good and grace and mercy, all the things we fucking care about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're
0: just like, no, it's... You were like, I don't know. Seems kind of lame. (laughs) It has sat on my nightstand, and every night I look at it. And I I look down and whisper no, and then I pick up my switch. (laughs) Uh,
1: I actually will say, in your defense, obviously it's all uh, tongue-in-cheek, it is one of the more difficult books to start. Yeah, well, the whole thing is like a Greek chorus, right? Yeah, It's like, what if you wrote a book from a collective First person, collective Mm -hmm. Greek chorus, and you had to pay attention to the tags of who was speaking to know what was happening. And there's arguably there's hundreds, there might be thousands of people speaking in this book. Incredible, but
0: it's also perfect. And I will kill you if you don't read it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start rereading "Oldest Living Living (laughs) Confederate Widow Tells All" just to taunt you. That is also a
1: perfect book. It's that an everyone, excellent book that Everyone, that everyone should, read. should read that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no excuse other than that uh, I'm tired, and uh, it's 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 hard. I oh. will read it. I'm excited oh, to read tired. it. You're tired. You're tired. Are you tired? You tired from all your podcasting? Also, also, this is an anti-reading podcast, so go fuck yourself. That's fair. I've been owned. (laughs) Uh, So, in response to that, I'm going to uh, be furious at Zach for not playing (laughs) a video game that is essentially just reading. (laughs) (laughs) We're the worst. Yeah, we're terrible people. Uh, One that I think I've mentioned in passing on the pod, but Disco Elysium. Mm, Yes. A game that is... Just obnoxiously on brand for us to the point where I feel bad even recommending it yeah. or talking about it because yeah. it's just a little too on the nose. Uh, but for our listeners who are blessedly free of our obsession with media, it is a game in which the makers, while accepting a game award at, at like a pretty major, like the kind of thing mm-hmm. that would recommend Call of Duty to you sure. just as often yeah. as not, uh, thanked Marks and Engels in their acceptance Aww. speech, which is fairly adorable. And it is. Uh, it's, it's cop shit actually you are a police officer mm-hmm. you have been in, sent to investigate a hanging yep uh you arrive on scene mm-hmm. at the uh the little hostel that this hanging took place outside of you promptly go on a three-day bender yeah uh terrorizing the entire community with your nonsense and, and wake up in your room not remembering who you are or what you're there to do and the body is still hanging in a tree <laughs> And uh, this game takes place without any sense of combat It Mm -hmm. is a game in which you essentially go around and talk to people And the skills and choices that you make are all parts of your personality So instead of putting things into something like strength You're going to be putting uh, skill points into things like composure Or drama, volition Uh, And these things will assist you in a series of dice rolls That will determine whether the thing you're trying to do happens or not But one of the amazing things about this game is that Not only is the failure state often more interesting than success one. uh, Notably, early in my playthrough, I walked down and the manager of this hostel that I have just destroyed (laughs) with my drunken shenanigans, as I am wont to do, is like, uh, hey, you owe me some money. At which point I rolled some dice to see if I could successfully just run away from the situation, uh, tripped and smashed into a a human, another human being and failed miserably. And it was delightful. And so, and everyone just sort of looks at you like, well, that wasn't going to work. Even if you succeeded, you were still going to owe that money and you don't have anywhere else to sleep tonight. So what were you trying to accomplish here? Um, It is a delightful game in part because it is both exceedingly political um, Mm -hmm. to the point where you can be a communist police officer uh, and it will delve into the complexities of why that maybe (laughs) doesn't make the most sense. Uh, the world building, it's set in a world not entirely unlike our own, but notably different in that in the city you're in, there was a communist revolution 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. It failed miserably. Uh, the neoliberal world order came together and uh, you know, collectively got their UN enforcement grade. And you live in a city that still has the bullet holes in the wall from the execution squads. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. these ideas, the ideas of communism exist, uh, but they have also... Met military resistance and failed And you now live in a sort of What's known as a zone of control Where these absent neoliberal orders Just sort of send cops to places That they probably don't have the legal authority To be cops in (laughs) And from there you investigate a murder And also your own brain And figure out uh, why your wife left you And it is a surprisingly poignant And emotional tale that uh, touches on all the shit We really talk about in this podcast And while it is it often got dinged for being cynical and I found it to be not cynical at That's all and that might be because <laughs> after we talked about Possessor yeah it might be because I'm a cynical bastard sure. but I think it puts its cynicism out front mm-hmm. and then spends the rest of the game sort of stripping it away oh. and so I think if you come yeah. in at the front and you you know you're interacting with literally a white supremacist taxi cab driver and then a Semele's uh, supremacist uh, in short order in the yes. first hour of the game yes. you can have both of those those guys are friends actually yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, but i think it is it is absolutely one of the best games i have played in the past handful of years and i am just so angry at you zachary for continuing to ignore it the way you've done breath of the wild and every other good and beautiful thing i've set before you it's
1: true i've only spent a few hours of breath of the wild like like an asshole
0: like an asshole uh but yeah it's good it's it's uh it's a game that i recommend to zach but i also recommend to all of our listeners you require literally zero video game skill uh to play this game if you can if you can click you can beat this game uh and it will give you uh a really a really powerful story to go along with it it's also very funny i think that's uh, important it is like there's just a ton of humor in it um my personal favorite uh moment when uh The detective that you're playing as has an interaction with a man that makes him question some things about himself. And he goes on a journey of self-discovery that is truly delightful and uh, also quite affirming.
1: Not unlike this podcast. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will get to that. Yeah. (laughs) I just
0: love, I love, I love, I love it. I will
1: say I'm the worst at taking recommendations and there's reasons for that, but I am actively bad at it and I am want to give them. And that's the worst
0: combo. I am the worst person you know. Yeah. Because you, you actively spend a lot of your life hunting down this excellence. I do. But consequently, whenever someone presents you with excellence, you have already evaluated that excellence and found it wanting without ever engaging, which is a bad character trait. Yep. <laughs> so you have already made a decision. It's a flaw. Uh-huh. It's a
1: character flaw. Uh, and then, don't you want to fix me, and ladies? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that, there's no more perfect way to end this podcast. Uh, with that, my name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. <laughs> my is Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. Follow the pod at shitty underscore pod or come hang out on our Discord where people much cooler than us debate and discuss all of these topics uh, with funny memes and also a lot of care. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.
2: Be well. Be <laughs> well. Ask us. And since justice is blind, I'm about to get some glasses. What the fuck up, Chucks? I'm coming after your ass. Mr. Officer, look at all for some. Mr. Officer. Mr. Officer. All for for some. some. I want to put yeah. your ass in the coffin, yeah. some. Cause yeah. you the fuck with Nathan's like myself, but too long. Yeah. It's time to grab my motherfucking out and get it on. Mr. Officer, Mr. Officer. Cook it off, for it I want to put yeah. your ass in the Cause you fuck with niggas like myself for too long It's time to grab a motherfucking shit and get it on Oh Mr. Officer, crooked officer, what's happening? You beat another black man's ass and now you high capping, friend Do I have to move to River Oaks and bleach my fucking skin so I can look like these white folks Just to get some assistance Because the brutality in my neighborhood is getting persistent Cause you wanna harass me, yeah And if I talk back, you wanna bust my black ass, G Just like Rodney King But if you try that shit with me, it's gonna be a different scene Try to pull me over on a dark road But I'll be damned if I don't grab my nine and unload Until every blue shirt turns red You heard what I said. I want all you crooked motherfuckers dead. So you better start picking out your coffin, sir. Cause I'm coming after your ass. Mr. All for some. Cook it all for some. I wanna put your ass in the coffin, sir. 'Cause shoot it fuck with niggas like myself for too long. It's how the grandma my motherfucking fucking and get it on. Mr. All for some. All for I want to put your ass in the car for some, say? cause you done fuck yeah. with niggas like myself for too long, on. it's time to grab a yeah. motherfucking yeah. shit and get it I on. Mama called me up the other day, I got a warrant, punk ass laws wanna know where the gun went, said I shot a nigga the other day at a party, lying off the ass, I was at home drinking 40s, Cooling with my niggas, playing dominoes in the kitchen, a big black nigga did the killing, and I fit the description, yeah, and you know they really think our black niggas look alike, so now they Got the flashlight, looking for a big mic. Jacking niggas up, trying to capture me. Cowboys wanna gaffle me, trying to put bullets into the back of me. Time and time again, I told them I didn't do it, and they knew it. But they still pursued it, so them motherfuckers blew it. So now I'm about to grab my shit and put them son of a bitch to 6 feet undercutting thicker. Running from them motherfuckers. Turn the tables, cause I'm able, I ain't falling victim. Time to play a game, see the police why so can you stick em, Cause I ain't running from a POLICE, nay, motherfucking T you can hop the G-E-T me, off the and my H-P-L-D, Fucking rob the B-I-G, they being the G-O-R-A-V-E. Mr. Officer, cook it off for it some. Officer. I want to put yeah. your ass Come in on. the car for yeah. Cause yeah. you the fuck yeah. with niggas like yeah. myself for yeah. too long. It's time to grab my motherfucking yeah. nine and get it on. Yeah. Mr. Officer, cook it off for it some. I want to put Come your on. ass yeah. in the car for Cause you the fuck with yeah niggas like myself for too long. It's time to grab my motherfucking shit and get it on. I think it's all opposite, but you know, it's the some that really have a.